0: Hello and welcome to the Connected Energy Solutions podcast series. I'm your host Michael Nelson, and in this episode we're going to be talking about battery technology. Now, I imagine almost all of you are familiar with what a battery is, given the fact that they power multiple everyday devices such as your mobile phone, remote controls, clocks, watches, and laptops. According to the World Economic Forum, batteries are increasingly being seen as a vital element of our energy transition too. As we swap fossil fuel power for emissions-free electrification, batteries are able to mitigate for the intermittency of renewable resources, such as wind and solar, by storing surplus energy which is generated at off-peak times. Equally as important for our journey to net zero is the electrification of vehicles, and batteries play a crucial role here in facilitating this transition. One of the major battery technologies is lithium-ion, which began to appear on the market in the early 1990s and is seemingly now the go-to choice for most energy storage tasks. Demand for lithium-ion batteries to power electric vehicles and energy storage has seen exponential growth, increasing from just 0.5 gigawatt hours in 2010 to around 526 gigawatt hours a decade later. Demand for such batteries could reach as high as 9,300 gigawatt hours by the end of the decade. Despite this, Concerns remain over whether this demand will cause too much strain on the supply of vital minerals such as lithium, nickel and cobalt, which are needed to create the batteries, increasing the risk of unethical mining in the process. It is also incredibly difficult to extract these minerals from existing batteries, meaning that at present the ability to recycle them is just not efficient enough. Many people, therefore, argue that lead-acid batteries are still the most efficient and scalable energy storage solution we have, and are expected to play their role in the energy transition for a long time to come. With that, it's time for me to introduce my guest, and today I'm joined by Alistair Davidson, the Director of the Consortium for Battery Innovation. Hi Alistair, thank you for joining me today.
1: Hi Michael, thank you very much for the invitation to, uh, to speak to you
0: today. I started this episode talking about lithium-ion batteries because they're the hot topic right now, if you like, in terms of our energy transition journey. But the consortium is very much focused on traditional lead-acid battery technology. So perhaps you could start by telling us a little bit more about yourself and what the consortium stands for.
1: Of course. So my name is Alastair Davidson. I'm director of the Consortium for Battery Innovation or CBI. CBI is a global research consortium. Uh, We fund work looking to improve lead battery performance for all applications. And as I said, our membership is global. We Our membership represents the entire supply chain associated with lead batteries. So we have miners, uh, component suppliers, battery manufacturers, we have universities and increasingly end users who are getting involved in our work, such as car companies and utility and renewable energy storage companies. We currently have over 110 members and partners. We have a, a large number in North America and Europe, but we are seeing an increasing number of members getting involved in our work in areas such as India, China, Japan, uh, South America and Australia. So there's a lot of interest in uh, in lead battery work. So the major focus of CBI is funding uh, research into lead batteries, but we also do a lot of work uh, promoting the technology. Uh, In some quarters, you've already mentioned, perhaps lead batteries are seen as a more uh, traditional technology, Uh, But there's a lot of exciting work going on developing lead batteries, using them in new, innovative applications. So a lot of our work is actually highlighting that lead batteries have improved significantly uh, in the last 10 or 20 years and exciting work uh, that's undergoing and really showing that lead batteries are crucial uh, to energy storage in the future and helping governments around the world meet electrification and decarbonisation goals.
0: Now, as you just mentioned, lead-acid batteries are far from a new technology could you briefly explain their history as well as some of the essential use cases they have at present? Of course. So lead, lead batteries have been used
1: for, I think, almost 150 years. And the main application is automotive. And in the past, lead batteries have been used to start the engine of typical vehicles. Uh, that has changed as, the, as vehicles have been changing. Now you see a lot more uh, hybrids on the roads, more electric vehicles. And in fact, even today, virtually all vehicles will utilize a lead battery. So your conventional vehicle will still have a lead battery to start the engine and power the electronics. And then in the start-stop and micro-hybrid applications, lead batteries will start the engine, but also they facilitate something called regenerative braking. When, when the, the car stops in traffic um, and you, the engine gets switched off and then switched on again, when you start, that saves a lot of CO2. The battery can also store energy that's generated when the car breaks, which also delivers increased CO2 savings. So lead batteries, advanced lead batteries are used in those applications. And then when you go up to uh, electric vehicles, uh, virtually all electric vehicle will have a lead battery in addition to a propulsion battery that will typically be a lithium ion. And the lead battery is used in uh, an emergency or safety function. So if the lithium ion battery were to fail, the lead battery takes over and powers safety features uh, such as steering, braking, so the car can pull over safely. So that's a, a key application for lead batteries at the moment. The other applications that lead batteries are used in are as backup, for example, for data centres, hospitals and UPS. That's a, a big market for lead batteries. And also what we refer to as motive power. For example, forklift trucks, golf carts, anything small that's uh, powered by a battery tends to be powered by a lead battery. For example, 90% of forklift trucks uh, have a have a lead battery. Uh, in them the uh, the other area that we're seeing an increasing use of lead batteries is in utility and renewable energy storage you hear a lot about lithium-ion in this sector but we are seeing an increasing use of, uh, of lead batteries in these applications and what we and the, and the final application that we see in areas such as india china uh, we're seeing an increased use of lead batteries in what we refer to as micro mobility so things like e-bikes e-rickshaws etc. So they're they're a very good application for lead batteries.
0: And we know that lithium ion batteries are the main competitor for lead acid batteries. Are there any sectors which are retiring lead acid batteries in favour of other types such as lithium?
1: So I wouldn't say retiring. You see that in some areas, uh, lithium is taking a bigger portion of the market, perhaps. For automotive, um, we don't see really any penetration from lithium ion, certainly less than, than 1%. And that's because in automotive, it's it's sort of an example of, of, of batteries playing to their strengths. So in automotive, you have a what we refer to as a 12 volt battery that starts the car or um, it saves the regenerative braking that I mentioned. And that's where lead batteries has great, really great strength because they can provide a, a lot of power very quickly, which is what's needed to start the engine. And uh, there's been significant advancements where they're shown to be very good at storing the energy. Whereas lithium-ion are much better at providing energy density, for example, powering the vehicle. So they're used in a, in a higher voltage application. So in automotive, there's not a great deal of competition because lithium-ion are much better in the propulsion battery and lead batteries are, are superior for the 12-volt the applications. In, a, in other areas, uh, for example, motive power, uh, we're seeing that lithium-ion is taking a portion of the market. Lithium-ion uh, has better recharging efficiency. Uh, and so in, traditionally now in, in warehouses, you want to use uh, forklift trucks 24 hours. Um, so lithium-ion is, is taking some of that that portion, uh, but we're actually seeing that lead batteries are improving their recharging their efficiency, and, and that's, uh, that's a benefit. Still, lead batteries is still the dominant technology taking up the majority of that market. Uh, and one of the other things is that forklift trucks, they need weight. So if you do switch to lithium-ion, you still need to add a counterweight that typically is a big hunk of lead. So it's a benefit of lead, which is a heavier technology to be used in in that application. Um, in industrial applications, I think that's playing it's playing to the strength. Lithium is is lighter; they take up less space. So when space is particularly important, then uh, then lithium ion is strong in those applications. But lead batteries are still in in industrial; they're still a dominant technology, uh, and and are still a key player um, in terms of the overall rechargeable battery market lead batteries still represent over 60% of the market. So people talk about seeing you know, a decline in, in their batteries, but they are still the major
0: technology uh, at the moment. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of the reasons why people are moving towards lithium-ion batteries is because they have a much better discharge curve in comparison to lead-acid batteries. I read somewhere that the capacity of a lead-acid battery typically drops to near 60% at high discharge rates, for example. Are there any other factors which may be causing people to look towards alternatives to lead acid as a solution to the energy storage needs of the future? Well, so we we set specific goals and targets to
1: improve uh, lead batteries to make sure they can deliver on end-user targets. And I think the the areas that lead batteries need to improve in most um, are, for for automotive is what we refer to as dynamic charge acceptance. That's the ability of a battery to store energy from braking. That's important. And I think for other applications like industrial, energy storage, motive power. For the lead battery the key thing is extending the life cycle and the cycle life uh, which has a knock-on effect of lowering the total cost of ownership. In most of these applications cost really is, in the, dri- is the driver uh, and showing that uh, we have a, a low cost over the lifetime is, is really important for the battery. I think that's that's one of the key things uh, for, for all of the applications. To be honest.
0: Obviously to facilitate the energy transition we're going to need a huge amount of battery storage Given that need to mitigate for renewable energy intermittency, for electric vehicles, etc., why should people reconsider lead-acid batteries for energy storage?
1: Yeah, so I think for, for energy storage, although it's a, it's a reasonably small market at the moment, I think all the forecasters would agree that this market is going to grow substantially in the future, really driven by the need to meet uh, electrification and decarbonisation goals, the ambitious goals set by governments around the world. And batteries will be key to this. Uh, and that will put a huge demand on batteries. And and, and our position is that demand will be so big, it can't be met by one technology alone and you'll need a range of technologies. It's important that we have as many technologies as possible to throw at this solution. And one of the the key things, is because of the the demand will be so big, scale will be very important. So lithium-ion will be a key player um, and they can scale up, but they they won't be able to scale up to, to meet the demand. And the only other technology that's available On a mass market scale and that can meet all the technical requirements is lead batteries so if we're able to uh you know if if people want to meet those targets they need to utilize lead batteries and i think one of the things i heard a presentation the other day from from all the lithium-ion gigawatt factories around the world certainly i think it's somewhere between 80 and 90 percent of those batteries that are manufactured are being used for electric vehicles for propulsion which means that if you're going to, if you, then they don't have the capacity to deliver batteries for energy storage. So you need to consider other applications, and I think that provides a real opportunity for lead batteries. And that's why we're seeing uh, an increased uptake in, uh, in lead batteries uh, in these applications. And as I said, if we can, particularly if we can improve our cycle life and total cost of ownership, I think lead batteries have got a really exciting future in this market in the future.
0: And before we started our recording, you mentioned that CBI are technology agnostic and that you can envision a future where lead acid batteries and lithium ion work in collaboration with one another. Could you explain a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, of course, so CBI, we are we are lead focused, but we believe there's a role for for all technologies. Um, the the demand for batteries in all applications is going to be key, and you need to batteries need to play to their strengths. So you need to use batteries that are best in in each application. So for automotive, for example, electric vehicles, Lithium-ion, clearly the best technology for propulsion applications. Lead-battery is the best application for the auxiliary battery. So we see that as a a dual technology system using both lead and lithium. Uh, Likewise, in energy storage systems, uh, we're seeing an increasing number of hybrid solutions where, for example, you may utilise lithium and lead together. Uh, GSUAS has a project down in Portsmouth at the, the harbour where they, they're storing energy using lithium and lead together, which delivers performance enhancements, but also cost effectiveness. Often lithium is better at storing energy very quickly, uh, whereas lead, lead batteries can provide the backup power. So it's a very good system together. So I think in the, in the future, we will be seeing technologies um, playing to their strengths, but, but, but working together and having multi-technology um, systems.
0: Speaking of playing to strengths, one of the biggest considerations for battery manufacturers is to do with the life cycle, and the infrastructure is already there to recycle huge amounts of lead-acid battery material, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the key uh, benefits of lead batteries. Uh,
1: we are the, the most con- recycled consumer product by, by a country mile. Uh, in Europe and North America, almost 100% of lead batteries are collected and recycled at the end of their life, I think. The lead battery is a great example of a product designed for complete end of life recycling. All, virtually all components can be recycled and are, are recycled. Um, lead batteries, in fact, a fairly simple technology in terms of the components. Uh, it's made up of lead, lead compounds, uh, sulfuric acid, and plastic. But they can they can all be recycled. It also means that when they're collected, it's quite easy to separate and recycle uh, and there's very very uh, efficient infrastructure of re- recycling particularly in, in europe and north america this isn't the case for lithium-ion they're very complex batteries so if they come to a recycling plant you have to separate them all and that, that can be quite complex so the recycling of lithium-ion although i know there's a lot of great research a lot of development into the recycling it's certainly nowhere near at the level of, uh, of lead batteries and certainly we, we think that the lead battery recycling can be used as a blueprint to help um, the lithium-ion industry, but I think it's 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 a it's a key issue that the lithium-ion industry needs to overcome is is that recycling, and that one thing I would say is that has a knock-on effect for lead batteries is because of their high recycling, is that we see that lead batteries have a very low environmental footprint over the lifetime, uh, and so it's a really great sustainability message uh, that lead batteries are collected and recycled in a closed loop, which has a which obviously lowers the overall environmental impact.
0: Obviously, we're a very long way away from having a similar level of recyclability for lithium-ion, but you have to assume that at some point in the future, that infrastructure will be there, and one of the main advantages for lead-acid technology over its competitors will disappear. So what innovations are happening in the world of lead-acid batteries to make sure they remain competitive options in the battery market for the foreseeable future? Uh, in terms of the lead battery
1: innovation, as I said, we set specific goals and targets for our research, and we've got a lot of exciting
0: uh, work underway at, at the moment. I think uh, one, of the, one of the
1: areas I mentioned is dynamic charge acceptance. We're looking to improve that, and we're seeing some excellent results where we're seeing 40% increase in uh, in DCA through the use of a number of different additives in the lead batteries, using things like carbon, which have been shown to uh, to use uh, DCA. In terms of, of cycle life, Um, We're also looking at not just developing uh, technologies further but also how you can improve the performance of current lead batteries using things like battery management systems uh, and techniques such as controlled uh, overcharge. We're also looking at new architectures. Uh, There's a a new type of lead battery called bipolar lead batteries that have significant improvements in terms of of performance, lifetime. Uh, They also use significantly less lead, a third less lead, so they have the benefit of being lighter, uh, more cost effective and having a lower environmental footprint. So we believe that bipolar lead batteries are going to be key in the future for, for all applications. And I think the other area that we're focusing on at the moment is using um, scientific techniques to study lead batteries that haven't been used before. They may have been used to study lithium ion uh, or other technologies, but not lead batteries, things like uh, synchrotron x-ray diffraction or neutron diffraction. Uh, and we're seeing some very encouraging results there. And I think from a scientific point of view, you would think that a battery that had been around for one hundred and fifty years, it would be extremely well understood what happens in charge discharge. but actually, these, these techniques are showing there's a lot to be learned about lead batteries. And I think that's really exciting uh, because it highlights how much potential there is to improve uh, lead battery technology further. Uh, and the added benefit is that because of the, the way that the, uh, the industry's developed, if there are some changes in the performance, we can scale that up and deliver batteries with their improvement, performance improvements. Very quickly, much quicker than perhaps other technologies that are smaller, and it would take longer than to, to scale up and incorporate the, uh, the new technology. So we're seeing uh, improved dynamic charge acceptance, uh, extended cycle life. We're looking to uh, to achieve 5,000 cycles for energy storage systems, for example, by the end of next year. That's something that we're well on track on in terms of uh, dynamic charge acceptance. Uh, we're looking to achieve two amps per ampere hour by uh, by the end of 2022, which is the the value the car companies are looking for. So I think that the the research is really showing that there's a there's a very exciting future for uh, for the technology.
0: And so, to drive these innovations, what do businesses and potentially governmental departments need to do to help? One of, one of the things that
1: uh, I think the, the lead battery industry is uh, is very supportive of in innovation. I think the, the industry realizes that there are a lot of opportunities, but also there are threats from other technologies, from lithium-ion. So the industry is very committed to funding research, and I think that's great. That not all industries have have an example of all the all the key companies coming together to fund research to make a difference to the industry. And I think that that's really encouraging, and that's one of the reasons we're able to fund uh all this great all this great work and i think in in the future i think there's a lot of opportunities we're seeing certainly in the united states where our industry is, is partnering with um, the u.s department of energy uh, u.s national labs to to fund work uh to looking to deliver what for example the department of energy is looking and i think that's it's a great message uh, that the u.s department of energy is investing money into lead battery research they see it as a future technology and they realize how important it is for them Delivery on their decarbonisation electrification goals. So I think you know there's huge potential further. We're always you know our CBI was looking for further support, uh, but we are you know from my point of view, it's it's great to have such supportive membership, and we you know uh, we, we wouldn't be uh, in the position we are without the support of our membership.
0: Excellent. That sounds very promising. Oh, well, that brings me to my final question. We talk about the energy transition a lot at the minute. Are there any areas where you believe battery technology could provide huge benefits in our energy transition journey, but where it has yet to play a role? So I think
1: uh, one of the areas that, that we certainly see a future for, for lead batteries or batteries in general is in EV charging stations. So electric vehicle charging stations. Um, one of the things that it actually surprised me that people haven't been thinking about putting charging stations at petrol stations, given that there's going to be a mix of technology. So we've been looking at the feasibility of using batteries as backup. Uh, so that the battery will, will store uh, energy when the energy is cheap uh, and then when energy is expensive the batteries will, will charge the vehicles and so we're seeing if you utilise lead batteries in uh, in that application you see a real economic benefit and I think that that's an area for, for us that we we think it's a, it's a new application and batteries will be particularly well suited uh, to that.
0: Excellent, well unfortunately I think we're just about out of time so thank you once again Alistair for taking the time out to talk with me today it's been very insightful. Of course, and if anyone wants any more information on, uh, on CBI and its
1: work, I would uh, encourage uh, people to visit our website, batteryinnovation.org. But I'd like to thank you very much for the opportunity to talk to you today, Michael.
0: All that remains to say is thank you to you as well, the listener, for listening along to us today. I've been your host, Michael Nelson, and until the next time, please take care of yourselves.